Could... Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty-three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. Good evening, welcome to another episode of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, tonight we have myself, Neil Blair, and we also have Mr. Duncan Smart. Hi, Duncan. Hello. And we also have Mr. Tom O'Neary. Tom, how are you doing? Very good, thanks. Excellent. Well, we, we missed a couple of weeks due to various issues. People being away on Christmas and some technical issues behind the background again. But we're back and we're just going to kind of briefly go back to the end of the season and the Chargers game and just the dramatic finish at the end that we had um, I know Duncan you were kind of tweeting the uh, the Arrowheads abroad and I think Tom were you doing the Patriots game at the same time? Yeah I hopped on to do the um, the Dolphins Patriots in that fourth quarter when it kind of became apparent it might, it might happen Yeah it was getting interesting alright <laughs> um, I suppose Tomo first then thoughts on those last five minutes I mean from the Patriots game perspective first mm -hmm. what happened it, it it just became more and more apparent that you can move the ball on that Patriots defense I think um they their defense they, they love that zero blitz and they bring everyone to the line and it was almost as if he was just carving them up like they were making decisions for him like and and he's just he was just carving them up. There's no other day when they dropped into coverage, he struggled a little bit, and then he just it, that last drive was almost effortless. It, I was I was expecting oh here we go it's going to be fourth and fifteens or fourth and nines to try and convert and we're all going to be there like oh, here we go, but no, it, no problems just straight down the field and put it away, which was there just didn't seem to be anything they could do to stop him, and it really was Fitz magic for us. <laughs> And it was a case of kind of eight or nine yard plays, wasn't it, all the way down? There's only the one big throw to Devontae Parker. Um, but apart from that, it was just systematic little chunks. But I think it was like that clock. all day. I, I, I think it was like that all day. They see, they seem to be moving the ball. And every time, I think we all, for the first three quarters, kind of focused on the Chiefs game because we've got to win our own game. But yeah. when, when it got to that fourth quarter, I, I'd been checking in and out, and the Dolphins got off to that lead. and it just seemed that they were moving the ball all day and then it became close at the end where there was a chance that they might do it and they did. Yeah, and then, Duncan, you had the Chiefs game on. Um, that was kind of game over at that stage, really, wasn't it? I mean, we had the, the pair of big plays, the uh, kick return by McCall Hardman uh, after I'd slated him for not being a very good kick returner, and then Damian Williams with the long run... Um, for the touchdown, that kind of killed the game off to a degree. Like, what kept us going in those last five minutes there? Oh, well, uh, it, it was a it was a very strange game because, uh, as as Thomas says, it was half an eye on Foxborough, half an eye on uh, Arrowhead, and 
it was weird watching it because you could tell that the Chiefs players were dialed right into their game. They had no concept of what was going on anywhere else. They were fully in to winning. But the crowd had Foxborough in their ears, Arrowhead in their eyes. They were going mental when Fitz, um, when Fitzpatrick got the got the touchdown. Mental when Williams got the touchdown. In fact, different order. We scored first, I think. Yes. And then and then they scored. So it was a bit. It was a bit of a strange game from the outsider watching on through the laptop. But I, I mean, I, I, it was one of these other games where. The, the the Chargers were closer on the scoreboard than they were in real in real life. I think it was it was not as close as as it made out. We flogged at least I think did did uh, Mahomes not give up a pick that led to a touchdown? He did early in first drive of the second half. Yeah, and then I, th- I think we got, we had the the kickoff return straight down for yes. for the yeah. touchdown. So that's kind of evens itself out. But I mean, like I say, it was it was. Um, I think it was a strange game because, like you say, we were in control with half an hour in Foxborough, half an hour in ourselves, and just and just not entirely sure on you how how to take the whole thing. It was don't get me wrong, it was it was wonderful, but it, it was it was weird at the same time. Yeah, I, I know you wanted to briefly mention uh, the commentary that was on the television because that was just a thing of beauty. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I've um, I'm maybe older than. Uh, the the slightly average uh, fan, but I used to listen to a lot of sports on the radio, and I think sports on the radio is different and better to sports elsewhere. But listen to Kevin Harlan calling two games at once. I won't do an impression. I would like to do an impression. <laughs> I won't do an impression. But listen to Kevin Harlan calling two games at once was just was just without missing a step was just brilliant. If, if yeah, any if if any of our American listeners um, want to get into good sports radio, I would urge them to listen to the BBC Sports commentary for boxing. Mike Costello, Steve Bunce, that's what it was like. Just someone without without being able to see anything, putting you right there, front row to what's happening somewhere, tens of thousands of miles away. It, it was wonderful. I think any good commentator does. I mean, obviously, voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holter's you know, for many years you listened to him on the radio, and he gen- the the enthusiasm and excitement that he has, while still putting across the professional kind of um, stats and descriptions of what's going on, like that is a serious skill to be able to do that, and yet still keep people engaged in kind of the the excitement of it all too. Um, so we ended up winning thirty-one twenty-one, and the Patriots lost. What was that? Twenty-four twenty-one twenty something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's the touchdown at the end, isn't it? it? Just killed them off. Yeah, which meant we got the highly unlikely number two seed and a very pleasant week off. And I have never been so happy for us not to have a game the last weekend as we just did. Um, I was quite happy to not watch the Chiefs on Wildcard Weekend, but we did watch the um, the Wildcard games. The Texans beat the Bills in overtime, twenty two nineteen, and the Titans went into New England and beat the Patriots. Um, that means that we play the Texans on Sunday evening at five past eight. Um, Tomo, you watched 
a bit of the um, Texans game against the Bills. Any thoughts? Um, underwhelmed, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think I tweeted in the I chatted to you guys in the group and saying uh, to me there's there's not enough explosiveness in any of those those teams that played to trouble either us or the Ravens. I think our ability to score quickly will be enough for us. I, the the Texans, sorry, not being able to to keep up with the Bills in that first if they start like that against us it's over uh, we'll, we'll fly especially with Andy Reid off a bye I think he'll come out and I really hope we get off to that quick start because if we can get them to avoid uh, running the ball against us then I think we might have done half the job uh, second half a little bit of a different story um, some of those runs from Watson we're going to have to keep an eye on because it was he was magical in that second half we've seen it from uh, Mahomes where he just puts the team on his back and carries them and Without him, they don't win. So, um, superstar quarterback, obviously, um, and I think he's he's the reason that they're going to be playing this this weekend. Yeah, I would go along with that. I mean, I, I thought the Bills were sneaky impressive. Um, Josh Allen is a bit random as a quarterback, <laughs> but he's only young and he's got time, and they don't really have a great deal at wide receiver, which probably doesn't help him. But the running back looked good. Um, they were able to kind of create points early on and give themselves that cushion. The last kind of five minutes of regular time and overtime was just comical, really. I mean, it was bad decision after bad execution after bad decision after bad execution. It was just a comedy of errors. Um, but I, I didn't really see a great deal from the Texans that made me worried um, their O-line geez that was porous like the Bills had Watson under constant pressure I mm. think if our defence can do that then yeah, I think, he's going to have yeah. a hard time I mean for, for, forgive me for getting Scottish here but I've got my notes and forgive my language also but I've got the o- Texans O-line shite sacks <laughs> <laughs> ahoy for the Chiefs I mean if the the, the, the Bills defence has been decent this year nothing to nothing to laugh at at all but they they don't have Frank Clark they don't have Chris Jones uh, they don't have Terrell Suggs so if they can get seven sacks on Deshaun Watson then they uh, we must be salivating at the thought yeah, yeah we've, we've got to earn the right for those guys to be able to just go and rush the passer if we can stop the run get a lead they're going to have to throw the ball um, and then that's just going to give those guys that you mentioned a chance to just tee off and I think that's where we're we're good when we're teeing off on their quarterback and then Honey Badger's running about in the backfield just ball hawking I think that's that's when we're at our best that I think one thing for the Texans point of view though is they were missing Will Fuller last weekend and he is their deep threat and he does open up their offense with if he plays this weekend they're a different team to the one we saw on Saturday night they are, but I mean, they're also the same team we saw in week six, and he he did drop three touchdowns in that game. Yeah, um, and, and they beat us, and he yeah, still dropped three that, touchdowns. That, that is what's worrying. Um, I feel like we've jailed as a defence since then as well. Uh, yeah. You've lost Fornhill, so that's terrible for us, but I think that's going to be a key matchup as well, how the secondary so goes who without ta- him. Who takes the place of Thornhill then? Yeah, I think they've is been that... saying it's, it's between Fuller and Watts, aren't they? But. Um, I'm not crazy confident in either of those guys, but we we 
just got to make it a non-issue. Yeah. We've, I mean, got, my, we've got to find a way to win without I mean, my, my concern, I've been thinking about this the last couple of weeks, my concern with Thornhill being out is that Thornhill being... I, I don't want to say better than we thought, but Thornhill being the player that he is in his rookie year has meant that Tyrion Matthew can be the player that he's been this year because he doesn't... He's not had to cover two people, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, Thornhill's as a rookie's come in and held his end up, you know, more than we could have ever asked for, which meant that um, Matthew's been able to go and be everything that he wants to be, the kind of freelancer, like you say, the ball hawk, the playmaker that he is. We've, I mean, we, we all saw, I'm, I'm sure we've all seen, we don't need to go over it, last year, I, I think it was against the Patriots, I'm not 100% sure, Eric Berry in the secondary, mm. ye- yelling, physically pulling his DBs into the right place. Yeah. And there's no way that you can play your own game if you're watching everyone else not standing in the same place. Now, I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's personnel. I'm not sure what that is, but we don't have that this year. And my only concern with Thornhill being out is that that puts a little bit more pressure on Honey Badger to be kind of all things to all men rather than just being himself. Yeah, I think that's a fair point there, definitely. Um, Tomo, any thoughts there? Yeah, I think uh, last podcast we went over some of the offences that the defence has faced um, and you're probably going to be facing the most competent in terms of throwing the ball to Sean Watson's going to, he is going to test our secondary without him uh, you've got some really good wide receivers you're going up against as well so while I do think that if we can stop the run that that's going to be massive you have also then got that to contend with so they can attack us in many different ways but it's I think we've got to make it about us and try and focus on what we're good at and hopefully it's enough to to get the ball in Pat's hands so that he can put the points up that we need to win the game yeah because like DeAndre Hopkins Will Fuller Kenny Stills like as, as a trio of receivers, they're not bad. Like not that's bad. not a bad oh, combination. Yeah. I think there's an argument to say that they're the best wide receiving core not wearing red left in the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd think about that for a moment there, but yes, I think I could go along with that. Just excuse me for getting a bit too staty, but I, I did go back and have a look because I was I was just trying to remember when they because they, they, they did lay an egg against the Broncos didn't they so I went I went and had a look back because yeah. he didn't play week 17 um, so week 16 they beat the Bucks 23-20 uh, no touchdowns with an interception week 15 they won 24-21 against the Titans which looks a ever increasingly more impressive victory but he threw two touchdowns with two interceptions and then that week 14 against the Broncos they lost 38-24 he threw a touchdown another two interceptions so that's five interceptions in those three games against the Bucks Titans and Broncos so Maybe that is a case of the the O line isn't protecting him long enough for him to be able to throw accurately. But I, I do like those stats, the five interceptions in those three games. I mean, he didn't. You you add that to the first half he had against the Bills as well. If there's ever a period like that against the Chiefs, we could pull away from them. Yes, I would agree with that. I, I think turnovers in the playoffs become even more crucial than they are in the regular season because. You're up against good teams now, and you can't afford to make those mistakes because you're going to get punished for those mistakes at this level. Hmm. Oh yeah, I think 
I mean, we've seen with the the four games so far. I think the the, the biggest winning margin has been like eight points. Maybe I mean these games are tight. It's it's small margins, and you you one hundred percent need to make sure you come out on the top of those those little battles. Whether it's sacks, turnovers, picks, you know, either giving them away or creating them, you you need to make sure you're on you're on the right side of them because that's what's going to win a game for you. Well, did, what, looking back to the week six game for a little while, we lost at home to the Texans and. If I remember rightly, we it was we were missing Chris Jones, Sammy Watkins, um, Frank Clark was struggling with a neck injury, Tyreek Hill was just coming back from his injury, Pat Mahomes had his ankle which got stood on again part way mm-hmm. through I think the first quarter, and that kind of changed things. How much can we draw from the fact that we we lost them the first time around? Is there any relevance to that game whatsoever? Um, I, I mean, you've missed Eric Fisher and Sammy Watkins as well. So yeah. there's the list is endless, isn't it? Um, I, I'm not. I'm not sure you can because you've also got to add into the equation this time around. And we've got Pennell, who's massively key against stopping the run. Uh, Hitchens has come in since then. Suggs has come in since then as well. So they're going to be facing a totally different Chiefs team. And I know they're going around saying they're going to come into our head and win again. And that's fine, but I've, I I think we're a different beast we was then. I I think you can read all of those injuries out, but the fact that Pat was struggling with that ankle and he got trod on a, on as well, it, I think that is going to be the biggest difference that he's healthy. He's also just had a week off as well, so I'm really hoping he's fighting fit and ready to go. Well, I, I think Andy Reid said today that everybody practiced um, mm. today, so there's nobody on the injury list at the moment, which is fantastic first time surely I would imagine so yeah um, probably since the first pre-season game I would have thought <laughs> yeah. um, and, th- and that shows the value of that week off and the importance of the number two not just getting a home game but getting that week off get everybody rested they had a few days off last week they're back to kind of like the regular schedule today for this week's kind of showing um, at Re- Patriots just did us such a solid favour there <laughs> Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick of course he did us a bit of help too so um, I suppose Tomo how do we win this game then what's what's the kind of structure of what we need to do to win uh, I think for me it's stop the run which we've got a better chance of doing this time round um, win the time possession and win the turnover battle which seem generic things but it's playoff football so I think those are the the biggest things. I mean, I was looking as well earlier. I think they're the worst defense left in the playoffs, so that's yeah. got to bode well. So if we can put points up early, get a lead, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, Duncan. Uh, very similar. I think if the, the the defense that we've seen for the last few weeks shows up, um, gets pressure in. Um, in the Sean Watson's face, we we know he holds the ball a second too long. If they can, if they can capitalise on that and get in his face and get sacks, that's a great thing. If we can get points on the board early, like Thomas says, um, that's another uh, great thing. Um, and I th- I, th- I think it's just past that. I, th- I think it's just playing solid back to basics football. 
don't don't make don't lose the ball, don't fumble, don't give turnovers, don't give away easy interceptions, all that sort of really obvious stuff. Don't beat yourself. It, exactly. It's but it's, it's the playoffs. You only get one shot at this, so you do, just don't fuck it up. Yeah. Um, the the kind of the old adage goes like in January you need to be able to run the ball and stop the run. Stopping the run we've got better at over the season. Duncan, do you think we're good enough at running the ball at the moment? Uh, it, it's tough to say. I mean, the la- last week Damian Williams was just off the scale good. I mean, a couple of times he was he was all but down uh, and got back up again and added yards after yards after yards to his run. I mean, if if he can do that, then we're you know that that that's great. We don't we don't need to have a um, uh, Derek Henry type character, you know. If we can, if we can just have a solid kind of runner, plus Shady McCoy's been been rested for a few weeks now. Whether he's been he's had a niggle or whether he's been hurt or whether just it's just a little bit of mind games from Andy Reid to just keep a little bit in his back pocket for the big games. I don't know, but I fully expect him to come back fresh and and running hard as well. Yeah, as for Tomo, kind of flipping that question around a little. Does it matter that much running the ball now when you've got quarterbacks like Mahomes and Watson? I mean, is it actually that important? Uh, I think it's going to depend on the type of game we end up playing. Uh, if it, if it's tight come the end, it's going to be very important because we can we can see out the game. Um, we, we've seen Williams do that a little bit against the Chargers where and he's just managed to get first downs. You convert those first downs it takes so so much time off the clock in the fourth quarter so I think more in the fourth quarter it could become key if we've got a lead compared to first second quarter where we're trying to establish a run I'm not really bothered about that or concerned about that um, I think Pat's got more than enough and more enough around him to be able to get us up and down the field so not really concerned about that but yeah maybe in the fourth quarter uh, and then um, my question to you is who do you trust? Which one of those guys do you trust? Because Shady's fumbled a couple of times this year. Um, who's going to get us that hard yard? No, Spencer Ware's not going to be playing, so it's a shame that he's he's out, really. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to say Damon Williams, because yes, he ran hard, and yes, there were a couple of times when he was nearly knocked over but managed to somehow stay up. He had 124 yards on 12 carries against the Chargers, and 84 of those came in one play. So his other 11 carries were 40 yards, which, me basic maths, kind of puts it about 3.8 yards a carry. Yeah. That's not exactly great. Um, I don't think he's a long-term answer. Um, no, I think the draft's got to be looked at again there. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think he's a long-term answer, but he did come up clutch the back end of last year and into the playoffs, so... Um, he's trending that way if you go by the Chargers game so hopefully he can continue that and I'm more than happy to see him have a good good little spell through the playoffs Would you be happy with a running back by a committee of McCoy and Williams? Uh, I, in this situation I guess yes but I, I still miss Kareem Hunt and I'll continue to say that we need someone that can play He's not coming back no, no I know he's not coming back but I want someone that's going to play um, three downs that can receive the ball because then I think what Kareem was so good at as well was 
you can have him on the field and defences don't know if you're passing or running because he's equally good at both. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, particularly when Spencer Ware come in, you know we're running, <laughs> running the ball most likely, so or he's pass protecting. But I think I want a free down back, but for this situation, I think you're going to have to go by committee. Yeah. Or just, just the hot hand, whoever whoever's hot at the time. Yeah, that sounds sensible. So go, going by all that what we've said then, I was looking on Paddy Powers this morning and the Chiefs are 10-point favourites on Paddy Powers. Uh, to me, that is an insanely large amount against mm. a team who have beaten us already, um, regardless of the week off and everyone being healthy. I, I would be taking the Texans on the spread there, thank you very much. Um, can we have some predictions for the scores? Duncan, fire away. Um, uh, t- ten's too many. Uh, the the, the playoffs ga- the playoff games this weekend have just showed how how tight and how tense everything is. Um, I don't think there's any reason to think that we're any different. I think we're a one score game. Um, Twenty one sixteen Chiefs. Okay, very good, Tama. Uh, echo what Duncan's saying. I I think teams in the playoffs have got into a situation where they, you don't want to beat yourself um, and that's that's creating a lot of tight games apart from Josh Allen who's randomly throwing the ball behind him but um, I think teams don't want to beat themselves uh, it can get a little bit conservative and I'm concerned that Andy Reid could also get conservative but I, I, I think it's going to be close I can see us squeaking it 27-24 something like that well, I was going to go 27-20 we're all in the same ballpark yeah. then it's going to be close. I, I, I think this game's this game's tighter and tenser than it than it seems. We, we on paper are better than them. Uh, on the field, I think we'll be better than them. But I, I, it's not going to be a blur. We're not we're not sticking forty points on these guys. No. No, I don't, I don't see any circumstances where that happens. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it. No, no, absolutely. Um, so on the other side of the draw, then. Um, We've got the Ravens against the Titans now. Um, I watched the Titans against the Patriots. I, I watched the first quarter before I kind of started falling asleep and ended up going to bed. Mm-hmm. The Titans were the Titans were as impressive as the Patriots weren't, if that makes sense. Um, like Derrick Henry, they can run the ball. That guy is a <laughs> beast, an absolute beast. Um, Quarterbacking wise, I wasn't wild on the quarterback. The receivers okay. He he, he only threw for something like seventy something yards. You know, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a rubbish amount to lose a playoff game by. You know, it's it was. You're right. It was a it was a it was a strange game. Uh, Are the Patriots done? Can can I ask that question? I don't know. I, I I never want to write them off, but this I think that their schedule has covered up a lot a lot of problems that they've had because you, you got to play the Dolphins twice this year, and admittedly they lost to them once, which should say it all. Um, I think their schedule was incredibly incredibly weak, and I don't think they make the playoffs if they'd have had the Chiefs schedule. Dolphins twice. Jets twice, Bengals once. That's five games off the top of my head. In fact, I say that they probably would have made the playoffs because their division's absolute trash. It is, but that's the thing. If you have a pound to bet to save your life, do you put it on 
Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, or do you put it on Josh Allen? Yeah, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick any day. <laughs> every, every day of the week. But, I mean, we were talking before we started this podcast, we were talking kind of off air. Is Tom Brady going to be there next year? He's a free agent. I'll, let, I'll let you guys talk about it, because I, I, I think he's going to be there. I, I, don't, I don't think they're satisfied with how it's ended, and... Um, I don't think he's going to want to play without Belichick. No, I, I know. Again, I'm. Um, I have all the respect for Tom Brady. I've got limited love for Tom Brady, but he he deserves to go out on better than that. Better mm. than pick six. He just he just, he just <laughs> does right. Whatever you think of him, his career deserves better than that. Um, whether he's allowed to or not, I I I, I don't know. Um, I think that it would be. A fascinating case study to see Tom Brady play with a different head coach. Um, I think it's seeing forty-two-year-old Tom Brady play with a different head coach is is maybe not the case study that everybody wanted to see. But um, I, I, do you know what? I, I, I genuinely, I, I don't know. I can see a scenario where the Chargers come to him and say. You've been playing on a pretty poor team. Come and throw to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, possibly Melvin Gordon. We've got a pretty good defense. We're we're gonna we should be pushing for the playoffs. Um, come and live in LA for a year. We're gonna draft a quarterback. We'll invest a bit in the offensive line in free agency. So we'll get you protected. You've got loads of weapons to have fun with. They're a hell of a lot better than the Patriots' weapons are. You know, come and give us a good season. Mentor whoever we'd pick, because the Chargers are picking six in the draft. So there's a reasonable chance that if there isn't a quarterback there at six, they could easily have traded up already. Um, you know, they only have two or three spots to go. Realistically, like the Bengals aren't going anywhere from Joe Burrow at number one. The Redskins shouldn't go anywhere other than Chase Young at number two. So to get to number three in the Detroit Lions, you know, you don't have to give up a huge amount to get there if it's going to mean drafting your quarterback of the future, if there's someone you're really happy with. And say to Brady, one year, $25 million, fully guaranteed. Come and teach Tua, Tua Pullover, whatever his name is, <laughs> or um, Herbert come and teach them how to be a real professional NFL quarterback and live in LA while you're at it. I th- I think I, I see it, but I don't think I see Tom Brady at a middle of the road team. I just, I just don't see him chugging along for eight wins just to bring a young quarterback along, regardless of how warm living in California is. <laughs> But he's got better weapons than he has at the Patriots. I mean, the Chargers could genuinely be a good team when they haven't got Philip Rivers throwing interceptions every week. 100%. And I said at the start of this season that I thought the Chargers would miss the, Patri- miss the playoffs. Um, I, 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 just, I just don't buy into this Philip Rivers. Um, and Tom Childs and I were chatting at the, the Bristol meetup, um, having a chuckle about... Philip Rivers being a Hall of Famer or not, um, his argument is very much that Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, no, regardless of whether he gets in or, 
you know, are are not. Um, I mean, to to bring it back to the Chiefs, my my concern or my argument here is that the Philip Rivers is everything that the Chiefs need to avoid. We we cannot be here fifteen odd years down the line with a quarterback whose statistics are off the chart, who on film on paper to the eye is everything we need him to be, but with nothing to show for it. We we just yeah. we we just need to make sure that Patrick Mahomes ends up with a better with a better career than someone like Philip Rivers because it's 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 night and day as to how good these two guys are. I think he's got to get one early, hasn't he? I think if he can get this this Super Bowl win early, it can really set things in motion because uh, we had the 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 playoff win. We can't get a playoff win and all all, all of that that surrounds us, and then we get that last year. Uh, Andy Reid hasn't gone all the way as a head coach. If he, I think if we can just get these these this one Super Bowl win for Mahomes and, and Reid, then it might just snowball things, which, you know, the longer it goes and you've got Patrick Mahomes, MVP, if he hasn't got one, then people start talking very quickly, don't they, and the pressure starts to build. So it would be incredibly nice for everyone if he can get one early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, going back to the Ravens-Titans game then, the Ravens have had a week off as well, but they also rested their starters in week 17. Um, two weeks off at this stage of the season, yes, you can get healthy, but you can also get out of the kind of the hot streak that you've had. Um, would you have rested them with that? Mm, I, I'm, I, I think the Ravens are a different case because it, it's not like it's all timing in terms of throwing the ball they're going to run the ball aren't they so I think uh, it, it could potentially out. be the fastest game in NFL history as both teams just yeah. run the ball down each other's throats I, I don't I don't see a situation in which we see very many passes in this game because you saw the Titans they're, they're going to run the ball and try and keep it close um, and the Ravens they're not going to be trying to keep it close but they're going to also run the ball so um, I think the two weeks off might actually be good in terms of getting everyone healthy because they must be taking a lot of knocks running the ball the way they do. So maybe maybe it's a good thing for them. Yeah, Duncan? Uh, I mean, I think uh, it's one of these things. could go either way. Like you say, they're either getting knocked out of the rhythm uh, you know, and they, and they take a, a half a football or whatever to get back into it or they've been playing this season just getting niggled and niggled and niggled and niggled and you know we we can talk ad finitum about whether Lamar Jackson's style of football is long for this league or whether it's a crash and burn um, but but maybe they just needed a week off to you know to rest weary limbs and and, and whatever I mean the thing is it's, it's difficult to say because your, your your first week off is is purely going to be conditioning because you've got no idea who you're going to play right so you can't do that much film prep, you can't do that much uh, sort of specific game prep so it's all, I guess, conditioning at that, at that point and, and th- th- these guys will know more, maybe maybe that's what they needed I, I, I don't know um, we, we talk about how strong Andy Reid is coming off a of bye week, M- maybe these guys are the same Yeah, yeah. Um, Paddy Powers had the Ravens as 10 point favourites as well um, how does that sound Tom, does that sound about right? Well, my prediction is 24-14 to the Ravens, so that I, guess, spot on I guess they got it pretty bang on. Um, I think what's what's going to be really interesting about this game is that everyone said 
throughout the course of the year that well probably not this year as much but the NFL is kind of a passing league now and you've got like the 21st passing team against the 27th ranked passing team and then you've got the third rushing team against the first rushing team so it's going to be an old school game I'm actually really looking forward to it I think it's going to be refreshing yeah Duncan um against the toy cost I might have had a more confident prediction had I not just seen the scores come in for the last weekend of football I think you can't you can't say that the Ravens are anything but favourites but um, I think my confidence in that has wavered ever so slightly Um, I mean this is going to sound like a total cop out but I genuinely just think it depends on whoever turns up on the day uh, like 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 Thomas says, it's going to come down to who runs the ball better, who runs it harder, and probably who makes the the biggest plays at, at the right time. Um, I don't I don't think I, I mean I'll make the Ravens favourites marginally, not by as many points as the bookies, but either result isn't really going to massively surprise me. The prediction for the score then? Are you going out on a limb? Oh, oh uh, let's go twenty four. 21 Ravens in overtime I think as long as it's a one score game I think that both teams have a chance but I think if the say the Ravens get the touchdown and then they get a field goal and I don't trust Tannehill passing the ball from what I saw I think they had chances to put the Patriots away uh, a lot earlier than they did and um, I wasn't impressed with what I saw if I'm totally honest um, and the Ravens have got a good defense as well, so I think if they're for, if they manage to force them to throw the ball, then I think they're going to run into problems. I think that the I think the Titans are on a roll, and I, I'm going to go for a sneaky upset here because I actually hmm. think they're going to win this one. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they can ride the back of Derrick Henry and play action off that. Um, they've got a really good wide receiver, AJ Brown, isn't it? He is a serious player. Hmm. Um, I, I'm going to sneak a 24-21, but to the Titans and not the Ravens. I, I can totally see that. It's a little bit like um, a few weeks ago. Everyone's talking about how nobody needs, nobody knows how to play Lamar Jackson. They just he's a new style quarterback. Blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, we're like, after last week. Nobody knows how to play Derek Henry. He's an old-fashioned style of, you know, uh, running he's, back. He's just he's, he's just a he's just a mountain that runs really really swift in straight lines, and no one knows how to stop him. But I, I think kind of the league goes in circles, doesn't it? And kind of at the moment, it's a pass-happy league, and you have loads of fast, lighter guys who are kind of racing around trying to stop the passing game, and then you've got this 250-pound brick shithouse coming downhill at you, and you're kind of going, I don't really want to tackle him. Can you imagine Marcus Peters trying to tackle him? Like, it's just business decision here, lads. Sorry, he can go straight past me. I'm not having anything to do with this. Well, we might, we might just get a bit of that. Who knows? So we're going for two Ravens wins and one Titans wins. Yeah. Um, a Ravens win and the Chiefs would be... In Baltimore the following Sunday, which I think is five past eight as well. Yeah. Um, and if the Titans win, then the Chiefs are at ahead for the AFC Championship yeah. game again. Is that I mean, the same time? Sorry. Is would that be the same time if the te- uh, uh, if the Titans won and it's at Arrowhead? Would that still be in that slot? Because I have serious concerns about work the next day. If... Yes, I believe it is. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That that's a nice time yeah. slot, isn't it? That that eight o'clock time slot. 
Oh, well, it's, it's well for me, for, for me, I'll be at home. Uh, I've got two young kids, six-year-old and a four-year-old, and their bedtime is around eight o'clock. And by hell, it's going to be about eight o'clock on Sunday, that's for sure. Um, getting the two of them to stay upstairs in bed might be a different story, um, but getting them to bed in time for kickoff is going to be crucial. Uh, what about mm. yourselves? Where are you watching the game, lads? Well, I've got a ten-month-old. Uh, I'm, I've shared the pictures online. She's a massive Travis Kelsey fan. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't know it yet. Uh, but, but she is. Um, her bedtime is around seven o'clock. Um, I luckily have Monday off, so I will be on my couch with a beer, uh, watching the game. If all goes well, I may even watch the late kickoff with some more beers because I can have a lie in on Monday. Oh, very nice. Yeah, uh, I have no commitments <laughs> apart from work. This week I'm working the Sunday, so I'm off the Monday. So perfect this weekend the weekend after i'm working early on the monday so that's that's going to be a tough one um but this weekend yeah i'm really hoping that cruise to a nice victory few beers and then i'll definitely be starting up for that late game if we get the win yeah, i saw something on twitter someone was posting that they were thinking of going to the hippodrome was it john yeah i john, think it yeah. was so if anyone is thinking of going out in london um Give us a shout on Twitter and we can put you in touch with John who um, was potentially going to be going to the Hippodrome um, to enjoy the game. Um, yeah, I think we should definitely try and sort something. I mean, don't want to jump the gun, but should we get further to the Super Bowl, I think we'll definitely try and organise something so that we can all meet up um, and anyone who wants to come can come as well. I think that would be really good. Yeah, well, if we make the Super Bowl, I believe yeah. we'll all meet Duncan in Kansas City, which is yeah. his play. He's got permission to do that. We'll patch him in, we'll patch I, him in. Uh, I have pushed all my brownie points into the middle of the table. <laughs> I'm all in on that. I do have permission to go. I have uh, investigated flights. Uh, I will look at hotels. If anyone wants to take me out on a Saturday night, that is, the, I would love it. But we're not going to think about it until it actually happens. Yeah, let's so see let's happen let's let's so pack w- that conversation until where are we this time this in this time this time in, uh, let, let, let let's just beat the Texans first. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, right. I think that'll do us for this evening, guys. Um, thanks for your time and thanks everyone for listening. Um, hope you'll listen again in the future. And for now, it's going to be. Duncan, Tom and myself, Neil, saying goodbye for now and from one kingdom to another, have a good weekend.